In a world where the Marks think they know better than the wrestlers and the bookers, the Fantasy Booking Institute exists to pretty much do exactly that. This is a visit from the FBI. Welcome to another episode of A Visit from the FBI, your weekly dose of pro wrestling fantasy booking. I am your host, Detective Mark Smarks, and I'm joined, as always, by my partner in crime fighting, District of... What's going on, man? Great, man. It's it's uh, The weather's finally turned, so fat people can be comfortable in normal weather, and so... Um... Yeah, we're we're no more eighty degree weather or above. That's fantastic. Yeah, I hear that. I hear. Also, and our resident skinny guy who doesn't care for the cold weather. Also joining us are RCMP from up north, JLB. The fact that you think I'm skinny is great. Thank you. Um, <laughs> By comparison, bud. By comparison. Yeah. Oh, all that comparison. <laughs> I'm good, guys. It's your boy, RCMP, JLB. I am here. I am here doing all the things that are crystal clear that everybody in the world should be doing. That is washing their hands, wearing that mask, and potentially staying home if they don't need to go out. And uh, so that's what I'm doing since I'm working from home and schooling from home. And apparently also podcasting from home. And... uh, Yep, yep, yep. I'm uh, doing pretty, pretty good. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Okay. Are you watching really bad episodes of of uh, Big Brother from home, too? Uh, I did, and actually last, uh, the episode that I just saw was uh, pretty entertaining. There's a, there's a girl there named Christmas who uh, isn't so joyful, isn't so joying to watch. So her crying was very entertaining because she's so emotional and for no reason and uh, it was quite entertaining actually this episode was pretty decent yep that's my two second recap on big brother but we're not here to talk about big brother we're here to talk about the biggest fantasy booking institute in the world the fantasy book right so uh before we get into the fantasy booking part i'd like to remind everyone raw and order is part of the tatnus co podcast network so make sure to head on over to tatnusco.com and check out the other shows If you are new to this particular show, the premise is simple. We are going to take turns uh, challenging each other to book some unknown and often unlikely scenario in the world of professional wrestling. We don't advance, so it's entirely off the cuff, and the answers are um, usually pretty fun, I guess. Yeah, sometimes. Uh, Before we get into that, though, I would like to remind everyone to make sure to like, share, and subscribe so that we can continue to grow. Uh, you can also head over to patreon.com slash rawandorderwbu to support us there. We just posted our latest classic wrestling pay-per-view review. Uh, and so head on over there and sponsor us there to get access to that. And other than that, we will get on with the fantasy booking. I'm so excited right now. I am so excited. Well, if you are so excited, then how about you go first? Perfect, because this district attorney gets to prove exactly why I'm considered the asshole on this show. And I get to bring up that Halloween's right around the corner, guys. So this is not a, this is a um, often likely thing to occur in WWE. 
And since Halloween will be the day after SmackDown, we're going to use the brand new SmackDown rosters to book our costume match. I'm mm. going to just edit this whole segment out and move on straight to jail. <laughs> uh, Smarks hates these. You weren't here last year when I caught him all three of the, the FBI's for Halloween, Thanksgiving, and Christmas. So, I think you got me at Easter, though, didn't you? I can't remember, remember what I got. Okay, well, give me a minute, because I, I gotta remind myself of the current brand new SmackDown roster. <laughs> so, I'm gonna have Otis coming out as Fat Bastard. <laughs> I think that'd be pretty spot on. Uh, and... Since he can't go up against The Miz or Morrison, I will have Otis. Ah, eh, maybe we'll make it a maybe we'll make it a battle royale for the money in the bank. Because okay. yeah, I don't know. I feel like that would be more entertaining. Stakes are on the line, but you have to dress up in a costume to be in the match, obviously. So Otis will be fat bastard, who will be defending his title in a battle royale shape or a money in the bank. Money in the Bank match, six men, six man Money in the Bank match. Actually, um, Otis is obviously there as Fat Bastard. We are going to have we are going to have Big E as the Incredible Hulk because I think that works. Um, let's, let's see. So many people left SmackDown. I feel like Raw's the better show now. Completely. Um, we will have we will have what's his name we will have Corbin in the matchup as well and he will be dressed up as just because it's still with the initials BC Billy Corgan from the Smashing Pumpkins <laughs> okay I think it would work uh, for those of you who don't know I thought you were going with Henry VIII or something there I really did Oh snap! Yeah, I'm. I, he, I to be fair, I think he's more ruthless than Henry VIII. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, who else do we have on SmackDown? I'm just drawing a complete blank. Uh, da, 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 da. I don't even think they'll give me the right roster now. <laughs> if I Google this, uh, yeah. If you okay. go to the Wikipedia page, it should be updated. Have you updated it on the Wikipedia page, Mark? No, but I'm looking at it right now, and it's appearing <laughs> to be updated. So. Hey. Um, we will have Sami Zayn as Archie from the Archie comics. <laughs> That's epic. <laughs> now, now, he's specifically Archie from the Archie comics, not Archie not from, from Riverdale. Riverdale. No, no, not from Riverdale. Never from Riverdale. Um... And... It's a great show. Shut it. <laughs> you watch it because of Veronica, okay? Or maybe Betsy. I don't know what's your uh, what's your go-to woman, uh, but it's either blonde or brunette. So, first of all, it's Betty. Thank you very much. And second of all, it's of <laughs> course it's Veronica is the the better of the two. It's That's Veronica's mom because I'm not a creep. Thanks. Well, you are a creep if you're going after Veronica's mom. Jesus. Well, at least you didn't say the redhead's mom, because that would have been very cryptic. Um, well, I mean, keep in mind that in um, 
the Riverdale and the Archie comics, they're high schoolers. And uh, PA Fave is a grown ass man. So I'm 40. I'm a man. (laughs) 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 We try to keep politics off this, but that wouldn't be. Um, We will have. Hmm. We will have Murphy in this match as well, because I believe Murphy deserves a push, and going after the money in the bank uh, is always a fun time for Murphy, and I think he should eventually get something soon. Uh, We will have Murphy dress up... Damn. We will have Murphy dress up as Chuck Norris. That's what we're doing there. So we have... uh, We have... So so just to recap, because I need to recap myself. uh, We have Otis is Fat Bastard, we have Baron Corbin as Billy Corgan. We have uh, we Big have e as the Hulk, the incredible Big E Hulk. Um, and we have uh, Murphy as um, oh wait, who was Archie again? Archie was uh, Sam Zane, and Murphy, Murphy was Walker, Texas Ranger. <laughs> yes, Chuck Norris. Okay, perfect. I'm loving this. Um, and then. We will get Kevin Owens as your final participant because Kevin Owens deserves to be in any money in the back bank match ever since now he's going to be on a schmacka down. And we will have Kevin Owens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Give me so many things. Do I want to be mean and say Shrek? No, it's mean. Kevin Owens just should be so many people. Um... Damn, I think Kevin Owens would be maybe a better fat bastard. No, no, Otis Otis would play it very well. Um, yeah, and Kevin Owens will just be... Huh. Mm-hmm. Damn. Nope, not... Yeah, Kevin Owens is Shrek. I don't know what else to tell you. I can't think of anything. I feel like there's someone more epic that Kevin Owens could be. So, yeah, that would be my Money in the Bank Halloween bonanza. And uh, we have uh, quite a few characters. We have everybody from every form of television, from an Austin Powers film to any karate film to, um, well, I guess an Archie comic, because we're not doing anything from Riverdale. Uh, <laughs> and you got the Marvel Universe in there as well with the incredible Big E Hulk. And yeah, I think that would be a good time. But ultimately, ultimately, you got to give it to... Uh, you gotta give it to uh, Keo winning it so Shrek is taking it all because it's his swamp yard and no one will be able to get out of his swamp alive and therefore Ko will be victorious or Ko Shrek will be victorious because he is I forgot Shrek's sayings <laughs> don't no, no. I, I was going to say he doesn't have a donkey with him, but he will have the money in the bank briefcase by his side. Yeah. And yep, that's my uh, that's my Halloween money in the bank bonanza for you. Don't know if it was entertaining, but that's what you get. All right, Smarks. So Smarks, give me a second. I'm I'm writing something down. I have an idea, and I just got to make sure it's working out. If you if you're doing what I what I what my brain is going, why didn't anybody do this? Because I'm I'm gonna bring up the why didn't anybody do these at the end. Oh, I am relatively certain that uh, my thought process is not the same as your thought process. So 
Okay. Because because I am doing two matches. Two. One is a big old seven-man tornado match. And one is a four-woman, four-corners match. And they are paying homage to It's a Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. (laughs) Go on. (laughs) I take back being mean to you earlier, because this is fun. Um, So, starting off with the women's match, right? Um... The four women are going to represent Lucy, Sally, Patty, and Frida, uh, the four main female characters in It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Uh, Of course, Lucy being the uh, heel of the Charlie Brown crew, uh, that's Bailey playing. Um, New to SmackDown, Liv Morgan will play Sally Brown. Uh, Ruby Riot will play Patty. Wow. And and also new to SmackDown, and also new, rounding out the new to SmackDown, Natalia Neidhart will play Frida. <laughs> I mean, play. Will be dressed similar to, and then they'll fight. And <laughs> I'm I'm assuming someone will end up with a jack o' lantern on their head at some point in it. Um, and there will be some sort of giant candies that affect it as well. Uh, the more fun side, however, is going to be the seven-man battle royal uh, that is going to feature Daniel Bryan as Linus. you <laughs> will walk out to the ring with a blanket and everything. It'll be fantastic. Uh, Sami Zayn as Shermie. Jeremy's a small character, so he won't last long. Um, <laughs> Lars Sullivan, new to SmackDown as Pigpen. <laughs> uh, Cesaro as Schroeder. I see it. I see it. Um, um, Does he uh, have a tiny piano or anything? He'll, he'll have a tiny piano. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, and then Otis will play the Great Pumpkin. <laughs> Because I could see him painting a jack-o'-lantern on his belly. (laughs) And then the stars of the show, Big E as Snoopy and Kevin (laughs) Owens as Charlie Brown. Yes. Epic. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) And again, there will be jack-o'-lanterns thrown around and uh, bashed over people's heads and, you know, stuff like that. I, I, you know... You can throw pumpkin. The only stakes is the comedic value of it. Yeah, it's just a comedic match. It's, you know, but, uh, but just the fact that I thought about it. It's the great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. I'm like, Kevin Owens is Charlie Brown. That's perfect. That's it right there. <laughs> good Lord. Just to have him say good grief at one point during the match is going to be worth it. Good grief. <laughs> uh, oh. So the thing I was surprised that neither of you did was had them uh, dress as other current wrestlers, especially considering this roster. I was astonished there wasn't Jey Uso coming out as Roman. Um, or uh, uh, Bo Dallas coming out as The Fiend. Or any Brian or Daniel Bryan coming out as famous independent wrestler Brian Danielson. <laughs> <laughs> but I really, really like the Charlie Brown theme. <laughs> yeah, well done. 
<laughs> I thought it was worth it. So, <laughs> I will not be removing that segment from the episode. <laughs> I, I will say, um, JLB, don't feel bad. That's the first time anybody's done that to you. Um, the those are those are brutal. <laughs> and apparently, Smarks has finally had enough practice. Um, remember, no, whatever. I take no offense. They hit us with it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> So Thanksgiving go, is the worst of them. Oh, yeah. uh, oh boy. So I'll go next because I feel like my shitty one is shouldn't be uh, ending the show. Um, but I wanted to kind of know your opinions because I feel like now that he's on SmackDown, I hope they actually do something with him. So I would like you guys to book Alistair Black's new identity on SmackDown. <sighs> My bad. <laughs> yeah. Well, if Johnny I'm in charge of, <laughs> if I'm in charge of it, the first thing I do is I get rid of the stupid eye patch. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You're not That's... a pirate, Alistair. <laughs> My name is Alistair. Arr, Black. Yeah, I mean the name works. We have a pirate uh, on our team. Steve why not pirate? have him embrace him? He starts coming out. I mean, we just lost our residential, our resident pirate, Kyrie Sane. <laughs> this is true. Maybe you have, maybe you have him come. Out. I I think you have him come out as Zelina Vega's manager, which is exactly what he said he didn't want. Actually, <laughs> you read that right? No, I didn't read it. I, I take that as sarcasm. No. <laughs> Because now he legit said that uh, on some news report, he absolutely did not want them to be paired together. And uh, he says he loves his wife, uh, loves his wife and so on. But he doesn't want to have anything to do with her. Um, he doesn't want a manager. I love my wife, but I don't want to fucking be with her. <laughs> oh. uh, no, he's prob- he probably is just paying more attention to... Uh, macho man than other people in recent past have. Yeah, yeah. Or, and, you know, Kevin Sullivan or... And that's the thing, he wants to prove himself, you know what I mean? He just doesn't want that managerial thing and so on. And or he wants to stay married. Managing her. Huh? <laughs> huh? It's different. I did a program well, with my wife one time. I don't got no wife no more. <laughs> yeah. I I I, uh, I think I think regardless of what they do with Alistair Black, they need to commit it deeper to whatever it is. I don't know if 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 the gimmick that he started with was a vampire or, or I, I know it was a dark character who rose up from laying down like a board. <laughs> um. I honestly and don't remember if he did that on NXT at all. No, I don't think they had that level of chemistry. I think that was all when he came up to main roster. Yeah. Um, of course, he has the black mask. And he was a, he was a darker, you know, German rock, German goth rock character in NXT. Um, and you can still stick with that. Um, the, the, the knock on my door, um, pick a fight with Aleister Black, uh, maybe that wasn't given enough time. I don't know. It's not great. Uh, I just think that they need to go all in on whatever Aleister Black and let him go all in on it. 
he has the ability to sell a, a, a story. We just don't know what the story is because they're limiting him on the ability to sell it. So I, I think that regardless of what it is, and I know this is a cop-out statement, but yep. it needs to be all in. Um, and for that reason, I'll have him go all in on being a pirate. <laughs> just that way I can guarantee I'm not the same as Smarks. You would be correct. Absolutely. So that's what I'll do is I'll have him go all in on being a pirate and he makes a slow devolution to uh, being a pirate. But but a dark one. A dark pirate. Yeah, yeah. Always going after the booty. No, Ooh, he, could be, he could be an ass pirate. That's not a bad idea. <laughs> no, isn't that what they call... <laughs> the, uh, isn't that what pirates call their... Um... Yes. Yes, okay. So yeah. it worked. But, but you, so know, you know damn well if Vince McMahon heard that he was always after the booty, what it would turn into. Yes, it'd be sexualized in a heartbeat. The only other thing I would do is if you're if you're gonna change his gimmick, just cut it off where it is and start over as Johnny Polo, <laughs> which would be terrible as it was for Raven. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Gracias on that one. So, um, but yeah, I uh, some type of slow devolution into, and I'll go with pirate just so that way I can guarantee that Smarks has free reign of everything but pirate stuff and so he doesn't have to pirate the ideas um and go all in on whatever it is um yeah no you'd you'd be right there um frankly i would i'll use your term devolve i would just devolve him down to what he was more in nxt which was um not actually vampire or supernatural related at all he was effectively a socio-anarchist um you know where not a good guy not a bad guy not a not a uh hero not a face or a heel just basically a goth punk you know uh i mean his song he still comes out to is uh no one is ever truly good no one is ever truly evil uh, and that'd be basically what he is, is he, he'd come out and he's like, listen, I'm, I'm in it for myself. Um, you know, in a way that was the essence of the pick a fight with me sort of idea for a character. It was just poorly evolved because, you know, Vince McMahon, um, but so instead you, you put it into, to a guy who anytime someone else is going on a winning streak. He decides he's got to get in there and beat the guy to prove that he's better. And so, you know, he he doesn't attack people needlessly, but he comes out as soon as people win a match and just challenges them and says, I'll take you out now. Um, and and just turn him into this kind of wrecking ball in, in the division where he's not... Kind of an independent anarchist. Exactly. He, he's not in a specific feud with a single person. He just, anytime someone starts doing good, he he comes out to, to show them that he could be doing bad. You know, even the playing field a bit. Um, and that way, you've got a guy who can come out and put on hell of a matches, and yet, at the same point, you don't have to have him on the uh, the belt chase. You know? I think he might need a belt chase, though. Yeah. Like... I think much like The Undertaker, he has a belt chase at some point, but he walks away from it to cause another chaos. 
That's there was it. numerous times that the Undertaker not necessarily didn't lose a match, but somebody retaliated against the Undertaker for stuff like what you're describing, mm-hmm. and then now there's suddenly a, a feud which sells matches, but no title. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what it comes down to. Is he very rarely was the Undertaker in a feud about the belt. He was right. in a feud involving the belt, but it wasn't about the belt. It was it was about something else. The belt was just a, an ancillary product. That'd be the same thing with an Aleister Black. He's out there to to kick this guy's ass or that guy's coming to, to try to get revenge on him. Uh, and there's a belt involved, but it's not the modus operandi for it. It's not what what's driving that feud. Um, and I think that'd be the best way. Plus, then you could start throwing him into uh, more work rate based feuds rather than than uh, prestige based, right? Because I mean, think about it. Uh, uh, Alistair Black versus uh, Chad Gable. Because I'm not going to call him Shorty. Not not at all. Uh, <laughs> that could be a hell of a match. Uh, because you've got more technical wrestling style versus striking style. Um, but there's no reason to have it other than Chad Gable goes on a little bit of a streak and then Aleister Black comes out to knock him down to size. Um, I mean, essentially, it's just like his NXT character, pretty much. Pretty much. That's my, I mean, it might be sort of a cop-out, but that's how I would fix Aleister Black is because he wasn't broken. Uh, he was just being used improperly. Uh, uh, the other thing I'd fix about him is I'd take the stupid creak out of his ring entrance. Uh, I'd probably, yeah. I'd probably take the whole rising up out of his ring entrance. Yeah, it's too vampire-esque. It's kind of annoying. I think, I think lights go out, spotlight comes on, he's sitting cross-legged on the top of the ramp, his music hits, he gets up, walks to the ring. That's better, in my opinion. Mm. Yeah, because he even stopped doing the whole legs uh, sitting down, right? I think mm. he only technically does it, or no, I don't even think he does it anymore. Which was such a like it was such a gimmick thing for him to do. No one else did that, and it worked so perfectly. Oh, WWE always ruining people. I'm so sick of it. But yeah, that's that's fair though. It just essentially it, he wasn't broken in NXT, so just bring him back to that. But guy's so talented man i really he's not as cryptic as the undertaker though so i don't know if we can necessarily put him in that always causing anarchy da 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 i think putting a title on him might also just kind of give him a boost sort of kind of like sound weird but brock lesnar in the sense that he didn't necessarily care if he had the title he was just tough but he always had the title just because no one could beat him you have to make him that fierce oh i think he's perfect for a money in the bank attack i think i think i think the chaotic person is is just black masked five different people who are worn out and gets to the top of the ladder and because he can hit it out of nowhere goes up to the top of the ladder gets the money in the bank later on in the night he comes out and black masses whoever the champion is mm-hmm. again I what I'm saying is I don't think he needs the title I think uh, it'll be you're kind of presenting it like he needs the title to to legitimize him and I think black massing the fuck out of people legitimizes himself without a title yeah 
Um, yeah, I, 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 the only reason I think he black masses for the title is a feud where he's like, this guy sat up 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 on this pedestal too long. Mm-hmm. I I could even see a twist on the Money in the Bank, uh, kind of the way you did. He comes out, he black masses all of the people. He climbs to the top of the ladder. He sits on the top of the ladder, and then he climbs down and walks out. And he does not grab the the briefcase because it's not about the briefcase. It's just pr- about proving that he could have had the briefcase. Mm. I like that. A you lot. know, I mean, and literally, I mean, have him just sit up there for minutes while the people are all just out. So there's no speculation whatsoever. And you know, the the uh, commentators are like, oh. why isn't he grabbing the briefcase? It's right there in his fingers. He can even have his hand on it. The rule with Money in the Bank is you have to get back down off the ladder to have had it, to win it. Mm-hmm. So he could, you could even have him take it down, hold it up there for a while, reach back up, put it back up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or or uh, pull it off the thing and then just set it on the top of the ladder and climb down. Just yeah. leave it up there. On the bottom rung, reach up, set it up there so that it doesn't <laughs> fall down. Yeah. Now it's waiting for whichever one of you guys wakes up first. <laughs> Fair all right. And then he black masses whoever took advantage of it every time they try to cash in. That's exactly what I was about to say. Is every time you have, I don't know, say Biggie is the is the final person who has it. You have Biggie, you know, out by the side of the ring during a championship match. Uh, someone's about to win, and Biggie's standing there like I'm gonna cash in, and then just all of a sudden, uh, hands turns him around, black mask, poof, <laughs> and then he walks away. Well, it's better than what he's doing now, so or what he was doing on Raw, so Uber down. It gives definition to a character. The problem is when you when you have a character that has no definition and all they are is wanting the title, which is fine, but that's not all of humanity. Not all of humanity wants to climb the ladder. Not all of humanity wants to be the champion. Mm. Some people just want to watch Rome burn. <laughs> Fair. That's right. Smarks, you are amongst the category of people who want to watch Rome burn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> burn it all down. That's right. <laughs> um, I missed that song. I missed that song. Too. Okay. Well, I suppose now, now it's my turn to, uh, to challenge. Yes, sir. We Smarks. So... So I told you guys before the show the my thought process on what I was going to challenge you to and how I decided not to do that. Um, and so uh, to let everyone else know, in my original challenge, I was going to have a, a um, WWF era 2001, just after they bought WCW, brand split draft. Uh, but I decided we just did a draft. I don't want to do that. Um, but I'm not well, letting you guys out of the WCW. Told you, you've been on fire tonight, so I'm I'm really excited for this. I uh, I'm I'm uh, I'm not letting you guys out of the 2001 era um, just yet, though. Uh, we are a month and a half away from Survivor Series. Okay. Uh, and we've talked before, and every year before Survivor Series. We do a Survivor Series-themed episode where we talk about it and all that stuff. Um, But I think instead we're going to do this one early, but with a catch. It's going to be 2001-era Survivor Series, um, and there's going to be 
brand split element to it because this is going to be had they done the invasion angle better Mm. so the team is team wcw versus team wwf i need you to book a survivor series for 2001 okay first question do they bring over all of wcw or do they just bring over every wcw uh person on the roster at the end of WCW is eligible uh, because, like I said, this is about them doing the invasion right. And one of the biggest problems that they had with the invasion is that they didn't buy out everyone's contract. Okay. There were some very big names, Sting, Hogan, Kevin Nash, that did not come over right away. Goldberg. Mm -hmm. So you have access to the entire... WCW 2001 roster. Uh, you need help. Even send you uh, a link with the WCW 2001 roster. Oh my God! Yes, please do. <laughs> uh, should be. Oh, are we just doing? Oh snap! Look at that. Are we just doing um, matches like that, or are we doing also stipulations? Just, just the Survivor Series match. That's all the one we're doing. Oh, just the Survivor Series matchup itself. Okay. Five on five Survivor Series. Okie dokie. When was AJ Styles in WCW? Um, I'm going to say 2001. Well, thanks, guys. Um, Totally don't remember him being there, though. Oh, I do. I actually do. It was it was early in his career. He was considering considered a young up and comer at the time, not a established character by any means. Mm. He was a young little baby face wearing little green tights. <laughs> Fair. Um, Kayfabe, do you have anything yet? Like kind. Absolutely, of- I'm still letting you go first. <laughs> there are names on this that I'm looking at going. Uh, let's just let him go first. First, all right. So, I feel like Kaz Hayashi's gonna show up on your list. That's why I'm letting you go first. Why would Kaz Hayashi show up on my list? Uh, he's only gonna be on mine. <laughs> so, I am so just it's five on five, right? Survivor Series, yep. correct? Yep, okay. So it is going to be the WCW team of Goldberg. It's okay. So it's basically going to, hmm, I don't know if I want to do, I was just going to do like the tops of each, but I figured that was kind of lame. Um, yeah, that's the route I'm going to go. Cause I'm just kind of lame. Um, so it's going to be the top big guys of WCW in each division though. So heavyweight cruiserweight, uh, one tag team and uh, one luchador. So you're going to have a little bit of everything. Or maybe uh, WWE didn't really have much luchadors at the time, though. So maybe it won't be a luchador. Anyways, I'll I mean, go along had, with it. They had a um, TV title. So heavyweight title, TV title, uh, cruiserweight title, and tag team would give you five. Oh, snap. Okay. So... The big heavyweight we are going to be putting in this matchup would have to be, I'm not even doing Hogan, it would have to be Goldberg. Um, So Goldberg will be your team captain leader, if you will. Um, 
along with Goldberg, we are also doing. Nope, nope, scratch that. Not Goldberg, but Sting, rather. Sting is going to be the truer definition of WCW than anyone else, just because he's been with the WCW brand from the get go and much earlier than Goldberg has. So it'll be Sting, Sting, Rey Mysterio. That takes care of that. Oh, I don't think I like how I did that, actually. Oh, no. Okay, yeah. So, Sting, Rey Mysterio, Harlem Heat, and Booker Did you just say Harlem Heat Harlem and, Heat Booker, and T? Booker T? Sorry, sorry, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. <laughs> That's what happened. Just looking... <laughs> I'm gonna laugh for all all night because of that one, folks. He has been a co-host on a podcast about professional wrestling for almost a year, <laughs> almost a year, and he's had yet to figure out that Booker T and Stevie Ray were. I knew this. All right, I was just also looking at the roster. Um. So, Sting, Harlem Heat, Harlem Heat, Rey Mysterio. There wasn't a lot of people in 2001. Holy shit. Jeff Jarrett, because to be fair, I feel Jeff Jarrett more and more of a name in WCW than he did as, uh, ain't not great. No, I feel like that was the WCW time. Anyways, the, the double J Jeff Jarrett from the WWF days. And, uh, okay, stopping it one more time, but I know who I'm picking. So Sting, <laughs> Sting, we're doing Sting. We are actually doing uh, the Steiner Brothers weren't good in 2001 though. <laughs> I want old Steiner Brothers. Um, okay, now stopping so lame. We're doing guys. So Sting, Ric Flair, Goldberg, and the Outsiders, Team WCW, and then you got Austin. Houston, Rock, the New Age Outlaws, and Austin Rock, New Age Outlaws, and The Undertaker to go against. So you have Austin kind of going for the Goldberg feud, Sting versus Taker, New Age Outlaws versus Harlem Heat, and uh, I forget who my next guy was. Well, frankly, I forget too because you changed it like a thousand times. <laughs> <laughs> Take notes. Yeah, I legit should take notes. Um, Give me what I want. Because, because at the end, you didn't have Harlem Heat in it. You had The Outsiders. Hot take it damn. Okay, so I'm going to do it this way. <laughs> Picking one on each side like this so I know. So I want to have just basically your top guys of WCW and WWF. So you're going to have Austin going against... Goldberg, because we've all we've all wanted to see that happen, just never got the chance to. Um, I mean, they both have mentioned on Austin's podcast that that was going to go down. Uh, but they respect each other now, and now they're too old and whatever happened. Um, so you got Austin versus Goldberg. You got Sting versus Taker, because that's something that also should have happened, which we'll never ever see. And officially we are doing the outsiders versus the new age outlaws because i feel like that would have been a fun match and those were the two dominant tag teams at that time um and then the last one 
Yeah, let's just do it. Hogan versus Rock. So you have your top five. I'm surprised I didn't put Ric Flair in there, but Hogan versus Rock, I feel, was better because Hogan 2001 was, well, was, you know, the epitome. Hogan going to WCW was ultimately the best thing that happened to WCW. So therefore, during this Survivor Series feud, that's what would have had to have happened for the five top guys of WCW to go up against the five top guys of WWE. And uh, yeah, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Okay. Now that's done, I think DFA is going to be a little bit more organized. All right. So, um, number one, first and foremost, we're scrapping the whole ECW, WCW unity thing. I don't know why that happened. Oh, yeah. That particular Survivor Series. The only reason it really happened was to pull Stone Cold over into that. Um, But just shortly before that at X7 in 2000 um, was it X7 in 2000? Yeah. Not entirely sure anyway uh, uh, at X7 uh, Stone Cold had, okay so Stone Cold had turned his back on the fans and joined Vince so Stone Cold is going to be part of Team WWE instead of part of uh, uh, WCW ECW Right. That's number one. Um, I'm going to go ahead and do the WWE roster first because I think there's something to be said for um, continuity. Uh, I think I think what what I would do is have a, a series of different ways to get into that group, much like the three men who were chosen to go up against the Outsiders and Mystery Opponent. Um, I would have one voted on by the fans. Uh, that would probably be Stone Cold or The Rock. I'm going to say it's Stone Cold. In, well, I'm going to say The Rock in this particular instance because it's 2001. And again, Stone Cold is, had turned his back on the fans. Um, I'm going to say uh, Mankind gets pulled into it uh, via a tough guy or the team captain's choice. Uh, the team captain will be assigned by executive management, which in this instance would be both Shane and Vince. So team captain choice would be um, would be uh, chosen by Vince would have been Stone Cold. Um, he would have selected Mankind and Undertaker to be along with him. Uh, the fans would have voted in The Rock um, and uh, uh, Triple H would win a match to be in it. That's how I would do that roster. The same thing with the other roster. Uh, I'm going to pull in just exactly the same way. I'm going to have Shane create uh, a team captain. That team captain, because Shane didn't have a whole lot of time in WCW, would be Booker T. Uh, as as the champion, he'd just go, oh, yeah, you're the champion? Okay. Um, and mm-hmm. Booker T would in turn choose Goldberg as one of them. Uh, the other one he would choose... Um, still pissed off at Hogan, would not choose Hogan. Uh, I, I think the idea of holding off uh, for NWO is still not necessarily a bad thing. So I have him uh, choose Goldberg as one of them and DDP as the other. Um, I just think that those two come in along with it. Uh, as Booker T chooses them again the fan choice because Goldberg and DDP are already taken uh, the fans vote and they put in this is the tough one because I've already I've already basically put the most popular wrestlers in Um, fan vote we're gonna go 
Shit, this is how Hogan gets in, unfortunately. So uh, the fans vote in Hogan. But Hogan can still bring the NWO at a later date. That that works if it's if it's not national. And then to win the match to get in, uh, surprise help here is going to be Mike Awesome. Oh wow! Hey, listen, the guy had a great career that got fucked over by WCW. <laughs> so um, yeah, Mike Awesome, i.e. Shane Douglas. Isn't that who's, who Mike Awesome was? No, Shane Douglas. Mike, Mike Awesome was Mike Awesome. Shane Douglas was. Oh, yeah. Shane Douglas is on there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, it's Shane Douglas instead. Sorry. In fact, mistake. in actuality, uh, Mike Awesome and Shane Douglas had a, a different uh, thing going on in ECW. Because Mike Awesome, when he signed his contract with WCW a few years earlier, was the reigning ECW champion. And Shane Douglas is the one who got it awarded to him. And and Shane Douglas got it awarded to him, um, even though Shane Douglas had just signed a contract with WWF. So a WWF talent beat a WCW talent for the ECW championship. Oh, never mind. Hogan doesn't. I I, I forgot about Sting because I had to follow somebody else's story so much. It's like, but Sting's pretty popular. All the fans love. Oh yeah, yeah. Fans would have voted in Sting, not Hogan. So, that, but your 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 winner of the match to get in is going to be a heel. That's the person who gets in, um, and you can choose Mike Awesome or Shane Douglas, either one of those. It does give you an ECW connection without having to be completely EC Dubs, um, and so that's how I have that run. I do have um, there be different stakes for this, and that those stakes are control of Monday Night Raw. Um, I so. Bischoff in on 83 weeks talks a little bit about his goal of separating NWO and WCW. WCW is going to have Thunder, NWO is going to have Monday Nitro. Um, and I really like that idea in this particular instance. So they want the Monday Night Show. That's where the war was. That's where the money was. Uh, both sides want the Monday Night Show knowing that it pays better. And I have WCW win that. Um, I have them win that with Sting running the gamut at the end. So, uh, say a four to two advantage, um, and and Sting runs the gamut uh, through the end. Uh, maybe even with you know Booker, because because obviously Booker had a great career in WWE. Uh, Sting would have uh, had he been there. So uh, Goldberg actually is one of the early outs in this. I think I think that that's okay. I don't think that hurts anything. So. Um, but I have Sting run run the gamut, uh, beating four WWE wrestlers to uh, bring Monday Night Raw to Monday Nitro. Snap. So much more creative than mine. Kudos. I can't believe I forgot Sting. <clears throat> Again, in my defense, I had to listen to nine hours of breakdown from the prior person. <laughs> Feel free take mine completely out because mine was horrible <laughs> no yours was good i i was surprised you forgot ddp i wasn't a fan of ddp and i know he was big in the mid 90s uh and I, you know technically 98 he was still going after nwo when he was considered the face of wcw then too he was kind of the only face uh, <laughs> the fans were behind so yeah i don't know i just for some reason was thinking of mid 90s DDP where he wasn't all too big. Now that said, it doesn't stay that way forever. It's just 
that way you can have a build back to it or or whatever it may be so so i know normally we don't answer our own challenge but this one's too much fun for me to not um i like i like your idea of the stake being uh control over uh raw um and because of that in my opinion this becomes a big hoss battle this is this is big guys because they no one wants to risk the little guy uh so for wwf you've got albert (laughs) big boss man big show okay the ticker (laughs) uh bradshaw oh and farouk okay Uh, big old hoss battle right for wcw you have bam bam bigelow rest in peace buddy yeah the nasty boys no none they of the were nasty out boys. of it by this point thank uh, god uh <laughs> sid vicious big papa pump scott steiner mm. uh lex luger probably actually the smallest of the big guys in this <laughs> and mike awesome and here's Here's the thing with it. In my mind, keying off basically the same thing you said with Mike Awesome getting kind of screwed over in his time in WCW. Keep in mind, uh, 2001 would have been right after his That 70s Guy and the Fat Chick Thriller uh, gimmick. Oh, fudge. Yeah. And so for me... Mike Awesome is the reason WCW does not win. Mike Awesome turns on WCW. And just walks out? To help. Uh, I think he actually eliminates at least one of one of his people. Wow. Maybe, okay. maybe, maybe you get as well to... As himself. <laughs> yeah, maybe even himself as well, yeah. Um, uh, you, you get down to, to uh, maybe like a three to two WCW lead... And uh, and then Mike Awesome turns and helps eliminate one. So then it's a two to two. And then Mike Awesome walks out and then it's two on one. Uh, and this is where Mike Awesome says, you know, you guys screwed me over on WCW. Why should I help you win? Mike Awesome deserved way more than they ever gave him in WCW yes. and in WWF after after the merger. When was I know they merger. OK, uh, I I know they they used him a bit in the uh, ECW angle when they brought ECW in, but not nearly yeah. enough. Uh, they he really deserved a whole lot. Of he was he delivered one of the better power bombs in the game at the times. Anyways, but so that that's the way I would answer that. But we will go ahead and move on to our lovely game that we play every Before, week on this. Go ahead. Do you mind me asking, what happened with Shane Douglas? When was he? I don't remember him in WWF. Uh, he, was the, he wasn't brought over in the contract stuff um, mm-hmm. because he had had a contract before that. Um, and Vince, Vince is known to hold a bit of a grudge on occasion. Not all the time, but on occasion. Um, when money's involved, Vince can let things go pretty easily um, when there's a, a bang for your buck type thing. Um, but Shane Douglas, when he was brought over to WWF the first time, he was the scholar. Is that what they called him? Um, yeah, Shane something Douglas. like that. He was he was a 
aristocrat, intelligent um, university fellow, um, and it just was a horrible gimmick that was saddled with a guy who looked the part of the face of the company. I mean, he was he was John Cena before John Cena was John Cena, and was saddled with a horrible gimmick for its time. Um, and Vince purposely did that, or it just. One of Vince's ideas, obviously. One of Vince, I'm sure one of Vince's gimmicks that just doesn't turn out well because he put the wrong gimmick on the wrong dude. I mean, he's definitely a face of the company guy. He looked the part left and right. And and in the ring, he performed the part. Um, but He was awesome yeah. in ECW. Like, oh my God, this guy had everything going for him. I was wrong. It wasn't Shane Dudley that got the ECW championship off of Mike Awesome. It was Taz, who was already oh. employed by WWF. That's who it was. Uh, anyway. One anyway. So, but Shane Douglas, yeah, he just, he didn't get a contract in the acquisition. Uh, probably not because of cost. They probably just didn't think that he had value because his gimmick was such an incredible failure. And then they didn't let him, he didn't let them repackage him. He just didn't renew his contract. Ah, okay. And he went to WCW and had a bad gimmick there too. <laughs> yeah, a short amount of time. I think he went indies after that for a while and probably met yeah. Zach Morris in an episode of Save of the Bell and nobody ever fucking heard from him again. Yes, because <laughs> he probably fucking killed himself. <laughs> I actually have to apologize for that joke right there because we were just talking about Mike Awesome and, and Mike Awesome actually did kill him. Well, now I feel bad. But that was that was just because of the yeah it was, that that it was, was it may have been a too soon piece but it wasn't it was a too soon bad story because if you've watched any of the Saved Zach by the Morris Bell is trash yeah Zach Morris is trash that's a um, reoccurring joke on that yeah yeah but I mean that being said I mean just even talking about Mike Awesome I mean the thing is his contract with WWE after the merger didn't even last a full year he was uh, buff Bagwell. And and he got uh, let go uh, because uh, and he was never used and you know to be perfectly honest he he eventually killed himself and uh, it's one of those things where you you kind of wonder if if he hadn't been treated better by both WCW and WWF during his time if maybe his life had gone a different way but anyways we will move on to nullify not nullify nullify jeez I'm going back in time myself to Ring of Honor, AEW, or Impact. This is our game that replaced Nullify, Vilify, DFI because uh, we decided we didn't like that game so much. I'm going to give a list of three current WWE wrestlers that they will need to relocate to a different company. Go for it. The first round, your choices are all from NXT, currently all in a feud uh, over who gets to challenge current NXT Women's Champion Io Shirai we've got Rhea Ripley Ember Moon and Tony Storm I'll go first um <laughs> Rhea and Tony both being in there makes it tough um I I think the style the 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 merger of styles that Tony Storm brings works best in AEW because then you can you can fill out a, a portion of the roster you don't really have which is the athletic powerhouse. Um, she's not like a powerhouse like Rhea is. Um, she's not a powerhouse like like Nia, Nyla Rose is. Um, anybody like that. Um, but she's also not immobile like 
most of your powerhouses are, or Rhea's not really immobile, but she also doesn't do a whole lot of high flying or, or excessively technical maneuvers. Um, hers is grit. That's, that's really Rhea's style is just grit. Um, so I'm going to go with Tony Storm to AEW, um, Ember Moon to Impact, because I think that division, that women's division could actually, I really, here's the thing about Impact, I love the Ultimate X match and they need to use it a lot more than they do, and I'd love to see a women's Ultimate X and I'd love to see Ember Moon in that. Um, and so that means I'd, I'd put Rhea in ROH um, with the tenured women uh, women of honor division um, that is mostly older female wrestlers. But yeah, she I think she would be um, she's gonna flourish anywhere she's at, so that works fine, <laughs> even if it's with older older competitors. So I. Th- feel like Tony Storm would actually be better on Impact more so than AEW because she is so versatile and I feel like that would bring a lot to the Impact Women's Division whereas I feel they really wouldn't know how to use her in AEW's uh, just because I feel like just storyline wise they might mess her up and how to package her um, and I'm just doing that for the sake of Tony Storm in terms of you know, just because I feel like an impact, she would thrive tremendously and she would be like the top woman star or at least one of the top woman stars there. Um, I'm surprised you put Rhea in ROH and that's not trying to downplay ROH or anything, but I feel like Rhea would do. I wanted to catch people off guard. Mm, that you did good, sir. Certainly caught me off I guard. I am a huge Rhea fan. That's it. And I think Rhea would also be a top dog in AEW. I think that would be good too. She's Rhea's also um, versatile, I guess, but she's more. She's more. She like I could see her facing a Brick Baker, a Big Swole. Uh So she would kind of be even. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Even I'm gonna mess up her name. Io Shirai. You did it. Hey, there we go. Um, yeah, and I think she could. She might even like. I think that would work perfectly. Where she, they would use Rhea Ripley a lot better. Um, Ember Moon would go to ROH just uh, just because that's where she has to end up, and uh, hopefully she does wonders there. I don't watch the Women of Honor, unfortunately, so I'm not sure who would sh- who would be a good match against her. But uh, yeah, that's my story, and I'm uh, sticking to I'm it. A- I'm going to roll you back just real quick because there's a big piece to the Ember Moon in in ROH. Tonight they had the triple threat women's tag match okay. uh, in, in Impact, um, which consisted of Odd Team, Taya Valkyrie and Rosemary. Um, okay, I'll, I'll give you that Rhea would be a lot of fun to watch against Taya Valkyrie. But the rest of this division, Rhea doesn't just doesn't seem to fit as well as as Ember Moon. And and I know what you did was was put Tony Storm in Impact, right? But Ember Moon, 
against Ember Moon versus Ty Valkyrie. Great match. Ember right. Moon versus Rosemary. You have that dark side to both of them. Two very different dark sides, but a dark side to both both of them. You have Jessica Havoc against Ember Moon. How fun is that? Um, I, I haven't really looked that close to at Nevaeh, um, so I'm not going to go too heavy too heavily there. Um, but you know, Kira Hogan. Uh, again, I haven't watched Tasha Steeles very much, but Kira Hogan. Um, yeah, give me give me Ember Moon versus Kira Hogan any day. Uh, I really, the more I look at this, the more I really really want Ember Moon in in Impact. That's a that's a fun one. Yeah, no, I mean honestly. Ember Moon anywhere, I think would do good. But just I was thinking more, all the matches they can have, but also how they would build her in a storyline. I was kind of thinking of also that too, and so that's yeah, because Ember Moon's phenomenal talent anywhere she goes. She would be amazing. Uh, she would uplift any any talent anywhere. W and it technically an impact. Again, I can't talk for our wage, so I don't know there. But an impact, she would fit right in, as you were mentioning. So yeah. Anyway, that's that's really the reason because we differ on who we wanted in AEW. We don't differ on because because you wanted Rhea in AEW. Mm-hmm. You put Tony. I I don't like Tony Storm in Impact. I I like Tony Storm a lot better in AEW or ROH. Um, but I love Ember Moon in Impact. <laughs> like, oh man, that's fantastic. Hey. If NXT doesn't do anything with her, like they did her past NXT run, and they don't end up using her, like they didn't end up using her in Raw, on Raw, uh, then yeah, just let her go, man, because this girl deserves that to. Division is stacked in Impact. Yeah, tonight's show was nearly all women's division. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah! Wow. Okay. Oh. I definitely, yeah. It was gotta watch great. Well, I, I'm jealous that you watched it, Smarks. Oh, I haven't even finished it yet. I, I still have the uh, Doc Gallows versus Madman Fulton match to do. Uh, but Kylie Ray versus Kimberly. Yeah, that's yeah. fun. Absolutely. And always love me some crazy Steve. He's not used enough, though. But Okay, we'll move on. Who, who wants to go next? <laughs> Hold on while Fine. I look up the cricket also. soundtrack. I'm going to just revert back to our first challenge of the night, and I'm going to go with. uh, uh, I'm going to go with um, characters that we uh, had in the in the crazy Halloween costume match, Um, and I'm going to go with the guys that were mentioned by both of you. So I'm going to go. With uh, Otis, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn. Tough, tough, tough. Mm. Um, I think, uh, in my opinion, Otis works best in Impact. Yeah, uh, they've got a good big man division there. Having him versus Falaba um, or AC Romero, uh, I think, would fit in really well. Or even joining Triple XL um could be fun there so so otis to impact so the other two that make it a little bit tougher um because both of them had their runs in ring of honor so one way or another i'm sending one of them back to to their old stomping grounds i think i think i'm gonna put Sami Zayn back to ring of honor uh maybe while he's there he could uh convince el generico to come out of retirement 
you know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. But uh and that puts uh Kevin Owens in AE dubs. I think I think style wise that fits the best. <clears throat> so um I don't know. I'm down to see Sami Zayn in AEW. Um, I think KO. I, I, I mean, if the, I feel like KO would be good anywhere, but I don't know. I'm just, I'm just. I see enough super kicks in AEW already. Um, KO would do phenomenal things. Just with the whole Jericho thing too, you could kind of play off that, and I think that would be phenomenal. Um, so no, I'm doing that. I'm kind of agreeing with you. Uh, only I am switching Sami Zayn to Impact. And uh, Otis, hopefully, has someone he could wrestle in ROH. Because uh, I feel like neither guy deserves to... Well, I mean, Sami would work well in the X Division on Impact, though. So that's not necessarily a on anyone. It's just um, Otis would work, too, on it. But yeah, I'm sticking with that. KO to... KO... K, rather, uh, yeah, no, uh, like I mentioned, KO to AE dubs, you have to, uh, there's many enough, there's plenty of stuff there. I'll, I'll, I'll take a few more super kicks. Why don't you, why not? Um, and, uh, Sammy to impact and then Otis to R O H and, uh, Sammy wins the X division title just because, uh, a Montrealer boy has never won the X division title and, uh, a Montrealer boy should. Yep. Yep. That's me. Okay. Well, okay. now it's also you. Your turn. <laughs> so, I am going to go with nine names before you finally tell us which ones are going to be the ones. No? <laughs> what? Just, just curious. I am going to go with Ruby Riot and Live Morgan and no, no. I am going to instead do uh, Naomi and Natalia. No, no. Okay. I'm instead. Um, and, I'm getting, uh, we're going to do um, Hulk Hogan. Oh, wait, no, he's not under contract right now, so we're going to do... Um, uh, John Cena and The Rock. No, 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 just people with the last name McMahon. Are, are you guys done? Can I... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, are we? Because <laughs> we could keep going on this. Yeah. All right, so I am going to go... I'm just going to choose uh, basically superstars... Um, with heavy dark gimmicks. So The Fiend, and it has to be The Fiend, can't be Bray Wyatt, so you have to give The Fiend character, bring The Fiend character somewhere. Aleister Black, because uh, we had talked with him, and uh, you guys wanted to put him as a pirate gimmick, so I think if you had a chance to go I, anywhere else, just you should. Just me. Just, right, just you, and he wanted him as the same old anarchist. So let's bring him somewhere else, let's see if we can get uh, something else going with him. And as for the last one, I can't recall if there's any more crazy or dark-ish gimmicks. Um, not really. There's not really any crazy dark-ish gimmicks that I'm thinking of. So we are going to go with the Thursday night Messiah, Seth Rollins. Thursday. Wow, SmackDown changed. Yes. Days. Not only did he get drafted to a different uh, show, he got drafted to a different night. <laughs> yep. Uh, wow, Friday, sorry. <laughs> I missed uh, Fuck you, Seth. You're not on either of the shows. <laughs> show. You you go be on that Thursday night show Thunder? <laughs> well, if your Survivor Series thing happened, then it would be Thunder. <laughs> sure. I'm okay with so, that. 
So Seth, Alistair, Bray, and or the Fiend, and go. All right, I want to go first because I'm going to flat out say the Fiend is just a fucking clown with red lights without Bray Wyatt. It becomes way darker with that creepy ass Bray Wyatt uh, Firefly Funhouse shit. I'm just throwing it out there. Um, so in advance, I'm going to say the clown can go to, uh, I don't know, Doink's party. Um, it's just a creepy clown is all he is without Bray Wyatt. So uh, he'll go to Impact. Um, I'm going to take Alistair Black to AEW. <coughs> um because as a whole, that character is wonderful in AEW. Uh, either version, either the pirate, well, the pirate would suck, but definitely the anarchist version uh, is fantastic to come in and just start tearing tearing the world down. Uh, um, and uh, that in turn means that Seth Rollins goes to ROH and can be uh, Tyler Black again. So... So the secret answer is I would do exactly the same thing that DA Fabe <laughs> just did. Um, but the real answer I'm going to give is uh, similar but flipped. Um, with, without He's right. Without Bray Wyatt, the Fiend is just a scary clown. However, uh, Impact has had a history of the scary, creepy clown gimmicks. Um, so, you know, put them there and have them uh, Any of them successful? Of so, I mean, Rosemary used to lead a collective called. Uh, oh, what did they call it? If my brain said oddities, and I'm like, no, that was WWE. Um, <laughs> oh, what was it called? She, God, what was it called? Uh, uh, I'm totally blanking on it. Carnies? Circus, like Carney. No, it, it was. Uh, it was related to the fact that they were all um, kind of circus freak sort of things, but I'm trying to remember what it's called. De- decay. That's what it was. Oh, called. yeah. Because yep. um, Abyss was in it. Yep, they had Abyss, Decay. Uh, they also had at one point another one that had Crazy Steve, Rosemary, and uh, uh, some other people. And I don't know, what did they call that one? Anyway, so are you still sending the fiend there? So I'm still sending the fiend there, yes, um, because uh, the he, he could join Father James Mitchell there and be part of a dark circus sort of character there. Maybe even uh, pull um, Rosemary and Crazy Steve into into a group again. So I think that works there. Um, but instead of Tyler Black going back to uh, Ring of Honor. Yeah. Whether you like him or not. But it may AEW. And, yes. Well, and some of it's being different, and some of it, like, who would I prefer to see? Uh, Alistair Black. Um, I think There's... Alistair Black has the longer upside because uh, he's a little earlier in his career and has a lot more stuff. But uh, let's be honest. If you were to talk. He's the draw. Yeah. If you were talking draw. It's 100% uh, Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins Rollins could be the Lex Luger moment for AEW sort of a thing, right? Uh, Yeah. And because of that, I think I think he could he could uh, be the bigger name there. So I guess I would put him there. Uh, 
And then, of course, Alistair Black to Ring of Honor, where he would... You guys are talking like he still can't wrestle, though. Did you not see his match on Raw? No, he definitely can wrestle. Um, I Again, I just think Alistair Black has the bigger upside in terms of wrestling skill. Not saying he can't wrestle. Um, the one thing he brings is, is serious character development. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, what have you done? This is definitely a what have you done for me lately industry. And he's been saddled with a gimmick that was okay at best. And he made the best of it. And then he had the feud with Ray and Dominic. Right. And so what have you done for me lately? Not well, much. you managed to pull some decent matches out of a kid who probably isn't ready to wrestle yet. Who, yeah. let's be honest, wouldn't be ready to main event for um, not NXT, the the new developmental territory. Uh, what's it called? Uh, it starts with a P. Uh, not evolve. Um, progress? Anyway. Yeah. Is that what it is? Progress. So yeah, that's. I mean, here's the deal: is there, there's no wrong answer to it. Now, if you in, include Bray Wyatt in the Fiend thing, this all goes different, right? Oh, absolutely. Uh, but like, like DFA said, uh, it being just the Fiend, the Fiend without the Firefly Funhouse Bray Wyatt is just another masked crazy wrestler, and and kind of go anywhere, but. Well, I mean, he would still have the let me in part, technically. He would still have that trippy music. Um, you know, he could be somewhat of a decent hardcore wrestler if it's just a fiend, right? So... See, but the thing is, you say he has the let me in, but the fiend has not spoken on WWE. The let me in the, the let me in is always said by Firefly Funhouse Bray. It's referencing oh, the fiend. But it's always Firefly Funhouse, right? Yeah, but always all of the things you just mentioned still make good for impact. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, all of the reasons you just gave are the reasons we went to impact is because, okay, so he has let me in as one catchphrase. That's it. And he has creepy music. And, um, you know, I, the 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 problem with dark characters is that we we as a team, the three of us, have a tendency to pigeonhole them into a dark organization. Um, I don't want now. Smarks said, "Yeah, have him with James Mitchell. That's fine. I don't want him with James Mitchell. I just want him in in uh, a very obviously darker setup." Um, and I I certainly wouldn't pigeonhole him into the Dark Order because. Horrible. Yeah. He doesn't fit the Dark Order. Bray Wyatt, the the Bayou Priest Bray Wyatt, fits the Dark Order better than Fiend. Yeah. So sure. uh, I, I I I'm not gonna put him there, and and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna screw the Dark Order setup by having him come in and be the darkest character on the show. So there's there's I'm not putting him on AEW. Um, and I just don't think he fits the the mold of ROH. ROH is kind of the happy-go-lucky show. Well, I mean, and... Kaylee Ray would be great on ROH. And, and even taking that away from Ring of Honor, Ring of Honor is the serious show. Yes. I mean, they've got a title called the Pure Championship that's entirely about being the best wrestler, the best mat technician, right? 
they don't uh, ring of honor doesn't typically have these out there gimmicks um i mean as out there as they get is alistair black the anarchist sort of a thing that's kind of out there i you could i guess maybe argue that their stint with black machismo uh was out there but that really was just a a um playful gimmick for them you know everything else they do is more serious and that's why a seth rollins or an alistair black fit better there um now again if if we're talking bray wyatt the whole character yeah he's the one who goes to to aew he's the the bigger name right now to bring to aew especially firefly funhouse bray mm-hmm. but you take the firefly funhouse bray away from it and it's just the the creepy clown he fits better in impact and i'm and again i'm a big impact fan me saying put him in impact is not like saying oh. fuck off to the indies you know? uh he he even as just the creepy clown could bring a whole lot of eyes to impact wrestling um, right for sure and again me saying seth rollins to here versus this or whatever again i still put seth rollins in AEW in the end, I still say I think long term Alistair Black has the bigger upside. But mm-hmm. again, we're talking right now, and Seth there... Rollins also has an ass ton of history in ROH. Yeah, and and uh, right now, if you were AEW and you had a chance to get Seth Rollins, you get him because he legitimately is a, you know top ten worldwide wrestler, right? Yeah, for sure. Um. Yeah. And you know, it any member matter. of the Rose family versus Rollins? Mm-hmm. Yeah, or the Rhodes. Oh yeah, that, that was good, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know why you come back for the punishment, but I'm glad you do. <laughs> you know, <laughs> as long as it puts smiles on your guys' faces, I'm all for it. I'm I, I am glad though that you questioned why we wouldn't put the fiend to AEW. It, it really is it, it's seriously you qualified it as no Bray Wyatt and immediately my first thoughts were okay that's just a fucking creepy clown. Great. <laughs> and that's it and that's what I was curious about. I'm like okay, if we take Bray Wyatt out of it, just give you the fiend gimmick. Where do you put them? My my thought too was also impact but I was like, okay, I'm curious though, because Bray Wyatt can still go as the fiend. Oh, absolutely. Kind of deal. Um, maybe he can do a few things on Impact, but yeah, uh, on uh, AE dubs, but no, Impact generally would have to be, because that's where all the gimmicks are, anyways. Mm-hmm. Impact has your gimmicks, AEW has your high flyers, and, and already has enough dark gimmicks with the Dark Order and all that. And definitely don't join the Dark Order, though. If you're like, okay, he has to go to AEW. You can't do anything unless because of what's happening now with Brody Lee not getting the title, uh, no longer having the title. Maybe the, the his people are wanting to follow someone else. And maybe they could have been like a fiend versus Brody Lee sort of deal. But I don't know how yeah. good that. Was. Yeah. So, Just... And and worth noting, uh, Seth Rollins was number eight on the PWI 500 this year. Uh, and I think that's a, a perfectly good place for him. Cody Rhodes, number seven. So Seth Rollins versus Cody Rhodes. Love yeah. to see it. Kenny Omega, number 13. Seth Rollins versus Kenny Omega. I'm down. It's top three. I know Moxley was what? first. Moxley, number one. Adam Cole, two. And Chris Jericho, number three. 
Uh, but that's a little bit skewed because the PWI has um, influence on the sport as a weighted uh, okay. criteria. Mm-hmm. And so, and win-loss record, and at the time his win-loss record was undefeated. So that plays into it there as well. Um, but, you know, out, out of all of those, I mean, just going down, I, I would love to see Seth Rollins against any of them. But again, I just think Aleister Black, who is number 23, he's got so much more that he can show in the long run. The other thing about Aleister Black and AEW is you don't get the pigeonholed uh, matches. Um, Seth's going to get pigeonholed into a Moxley feud. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, oh, the, you better believe it. Yeah. <laughs> and and they'll yeah. say things like, these guys used to be brothers. Yeah. I mean, even at AEW, no they're going to do can this. come between these two men. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and truth be told, the fiend is going to get pigeonholed into a feud with the Dark Order, um, or 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 Brody Lee, and and you don't want that. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see AEW ever become WWE light. Wouldn't though? Ever. I mean, look, they haven't done that though. With you haven't had okay, you've had John Moxley face Jericho, but you haven't had John Moxley and Miro do anything. Um, or okay. Miro's been there for a month, right? You can't say that they haven't. Box and Jericho weren't that. Didn't Uh have a connection. I mean, you're talking about two guys that have direct connections to two top wrestlers in AEW. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You don't have. Yeah. Okay. Well, Aleister Black probably had a match against uh, uh, Brody Lee at some point in NXT. Yeah. No. Okay. There's, there's no, not no. a direct connection there. Okay, like a direct feud that happened in WWE yeah. to bring it. Okay, no fair. Or yeah. a or a partnership because both of those were partnerships. Yeah. I I, I just I, mean, I don't even want the risk. If I have the choice to avoid the risk of pigeonholing, I'm gonna avoid the risk of pigeonholing. Even if they had, tell a great storyline that has no reference to their past, mm-hmm. the fans are gonna do it. For sure. Fuck that. <laughs> but like I say, in the grand scheme of things, if you're AEW and you have a chance to sign Michael Jordan, you sign Michael Jordan, you know? And right now, uh, on the potential free agent, the hypothetical free agent of those three, Seth Rollins is the Michael Jordan. I'm not saying Seth Rollins is Michael Jordan, um, but of those three, you know, he's the one that you sign if you get a chance to. And so no matter where he goes, he'd make a big splash. I mean, there'd be a lot of eyes on that league by having that. So Yeah, no, for sure. And especially him going to ROH, it would be a whole crazy thing. You know, he's come back home. Da, 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 da. You know, it'd be crazy. And they could use Tyler Black like no problem. So it'd be perfect. Did you see your, your signing that occurred today there, Smarks? My, my signing? Yes, AEW signing. Um, I saw that they officially announced that Ivelisse has signed. Yep, that that's the one I was talking about. Way to ruin it. Yep. He was well, so excited to tell you the news. <laughs> she she has been signed for a, a while. They just had to keep a lid on it because she was still in um, litigation to get released from her uh, Lucha Underground contract. Gotcha. Uh, Lucha Underground's contracts are fucking weird. Uh 
ultimately they're contracted for seasons and the contract specifically stated it was through airing of the season not filming which meant uh they finished filming the most recent season that aired over a year ago wow but because it didn't air no one who was signed for just that season could go wrestle or go sign a contract with any other major corporation because it hadn't aired yet um and do they get, do they get well, paid that year not not for during the year they got paid for their performances um it, there are a lot of people who were unhappy with the lucha underground yeah, contract no sense um, uh, uh, and then the fact that the, they still haven't officially announced that Lucha Underground is dead. Um, it's probably dead. But there are some people who were still signed to another season of it uh-huh. that now that there's probably not going to be another season, we're like, well, can I go wrestle elsewhere? And Lucha Underground's like, nah, we might still do another season. So, no. That's crazy. Uh, taking a cue from Vince. Mm-hmm. Yeah, straight up. Wow. Uh, now, don't get me wrong. I I really do think so, someday it would be fun for us to do uh, a series of Lucha Underground binge-alongs. Uh, if we could find a good place to watch them, start with season one, episode one. Because did you ever? Did either of you ever watch any of Lucha Underground? Uh, I did have. Yeah, I've watched. Uh, I think I've watched like early on. Like it was probably the first season of Lucha Underground. It's very weird how it's done, though. Like it's so edited that it's ridiculous. Oh, it's one hundred percent ridiculous. It's not even saying it's weird how it's done is an understatement. It is uh, heavily edited and heavily storylined, mm-hmm. um, more so than we're even used to with WWE, um, because it's. It takes place in a fantasy world where there is legitimately an underground occult-based fighting league. Uh, that's, I mean, there's mysticism and weird powers and, and voodoos and all of that stuff going on in it. Um, in, in one of the seasons, Brian Cage uh, got possessed by a demon gauntlet that gave him superhuman strength but turned him evil. I believe that. Brian Cage is a beast. Yeah, yeah. No, he was, <laughs> that was actually my introduction to Brian Cage was Lucha Underground. Uh, Jesus. Okay. Because uh, I saw him and I was like, holy shit, that guy's huge. I, I distinctly remember you calling me and going, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's There's huge. a guy. <laughs> yeah. There's this guy and he's huge and... <laughs> Oh my goodness! Just like somebody, just like someone Vince would have chiseled, or yes, something along those lines. Yeah, but so, uh, but I mean, if you if you go and look at the roster of Lucha Underground when they when they were around, um, you know, Brian Cage was in it. Uh, uh, like we were talking with, um, uh, Evilise was in it. MVP wrestled in it. And Helico, who wrestles for uh, AEW, was in it. Jeff Cobb, who I'm still hoping he hasn't officially announced where he's signed yet, but it's probably Ring of Honor. But I really wished AEW would sign him. Uh, Ray Phoenix and Pentagon Jr. were in it. Um, God, I'm trying to remember some of the other ones that were in it. It sucks because I'm looking here. Uh, Taya Valkyrie was in it. Um, God, Evil was. Um, 
Luch, uh, Luchasaurus was in it. Uh, so many people who've gone on to be bigger stars now elsewhere. Um, Jer- Jeremiah Crane, who now is um, um, in Impact, but I'm totally blanking on his name. Sammy Callahan uh, was in it. Uh, Willie Mack was in it. You know, just so many of these these people who've gone on to be bigger names now all kind of got their starts in, not starts, but were in Lucha Underground at some point. Uh, but So I think JR is going to be fired soon. Oh, JR tweets all sorts of thirsty pictures all the time. But do you see what he says? I brought in the pros to clean the house. And it's a picture of a woman cleaning his house. Um, who is a pro. <laughs> but it's just so real, like, come on, bro. Like, you know, I don't know. It's nothing crazy. It's not like a, a sex scandal or something. But it's just kind of like, really, bro? <laughs> no, here's the, I think one of the things, I don't. maybe you don't have it as much up, up there because you're cultured and not redneck like America is. Mm. Um but there there are literally in in some towns where it's legal topless cleaning crews um oh i think we have that here too technically <laughs> where where you know you can pay to have topless women come and clean your house um Wait, or bikini what? women yeah it's unfortunately for you not legal in nebraska so Damn it. <laughs> uh, you, you might be able to find a bikini one because that straddles that line you know so Wait, they straddle you stuff too? <laughs> well, if it needs to be cleaned, maybe. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, this devolved, so I think we're gonna move on to saying, uh, follow us on Twitter. You can follow me at Raw and Order WBU. You can follow D A Fabe at. I don't want to say it right after that. D A Vincent K Fabe. <laughs> Tweet at him uh, all about that joke. He just asked about cleaning girls straddling him. Reminding you. I said at, stop. At, stop. at D.A. Vincent K. Fabe. What was that again? At D.A. Vincent K. Fabe. You can also follow JLB at JLB420 uh, just because. And Real Talk Radio is the brand, guys. If you want to hear us about some Big Brother talk, some video game talk, and, um, you know, some other stuff. We do a little bit of everything. Um, You can follow Real Talk Radio at realtalkradio8, anchor.fm slash rtr. If you do want to check out uh, where we are on Spotify, iHeart, wherever have you, for all your listening ear hole pleasure, it is all there. Also, make sure to review us on Apple Podcasts. Give us five stars, just like, I don't know, something, something, aneurysms, cornet, something, something. Sounds Fair about enough. right. Just like the number of lashes that Brody Lee gave to Cody Rose during Rhodes during that <laughs> dog collar match, because, wow, what a match. Um, just like the number of reps that Anna J bench-pressed on uh, being the elite this week uh, when other people couldn't do it. Oh. You guys need to watch Being the Elite. They're building this whole character. The entire Dark Order is scared of Anna J because she just beats their asses. Um, 
It's so funny. Anyways, um, you can find uh, more about Raw and Order at the Wix site in the doobly-doos for this. Uh, you can also uh, get links to our um, merch shop, shop.spreadshirt.com slash WBU, or our Patreon, patreon.com slash WBU, where you can uh, get access to sweet perks like our Discord server, commercial-free episodes, voting for the classic pay-per-view reviews, and uh, listening to exclusive pay-per-view reviews like the one we have just posted of WCW Starcade 1989 Future Shock. Great pay-per-view. Yes. Um, but on that note, we will wrap things up for today. Uh, keep it tuned. Later this week, uh, going live on Saturday, will be a new episode of The Botch Along. This one, I think, is a fairly infamous match, is it not? Um, well, I mean, technically, I believe you would be doing the... This would be the Stone Cold. Stone Cold. Oh, yes. yeah. So it yeah, would be pretty infamous. Match. Pretty infamous um yeah it's it was tough to watch again but uh definitely worth definitely part of history and seeing both these guys wrestle though aside from that uh, botch at the end just phenomenal yeah. phenomenal this it is it is it was what made us aware that this is going to be the hardest part of doing botch alongs is the matches where some good where somebody gets brutally injured and you watched a great match but you didn't enjoy what happened in said great match so yeah well so. fortunately uh i think the following week's botch along is the one i suggested the uh kennel from hell match uh you don't have to worry about anyone getting hurt in that match no nope. my eyes I my mean... eyes got hurt <laughs> um jeez woof woof my friendship was Marks might have gotten hurt a little bit. <laughs> Mine is an evil laugh. <laughs> well, I'm glad to, you know, get that out of my system and never have to go to that. Well, they, they never have to go to that match again because, wow, what a load of crap. <laughs> like you mentioned, Smarks, I blame it all on you. That would have probably been the highlight a dog pooping on the ground. But nope, we didn't even get that. So it was a ultimate cluster f-bomb you're welcome i feel all warm and fuzzy <laughs> but on that note we are going to close the book on the fantasy booking institute uh we will see you later with the botch log and then with a wbu starting next week thanks for listening bye